0: Hi, I'm Kenita, and welcome to Black Imagination, where Antoine and I open up our black space to our black and brown friends doing dope things in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene and beyond.
1: Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE podcast network. Are your candles lit? Is your incense burning? Time to keep it 100.
0: And now, here is Black Imagination.
1: Welcome to Black Imagination. My name is Antoine and I am here with my coworker, extraordinaire, Kanita Hickman. How are you doing, Kanita? KC.
0: I am good, Antoine. Thank you. Um excited to be recording. Excited to have somebody um in the virtual studio with us. How are you?
1: I'm I'm good, you know. Summer is coming. I am a summer baby, so I get the feels off the sunshine. So I'm geeked up.
0: And we know you out here getting your body right, so you, yes. get, you you might be having a hot boy summer.
1: Yes, I'm like 13 weeks into this yoga, you know, every day prison yoga. Jesus,
0: I um. I am less there. I I go through phases where it's like, yes, I've had a really good week. I ate quinoa and couscous and life is amazing. And then like this past week, I was like, where's Taco Bell at 11.45 at night, rushing to get to a Taco Bell by midnight. I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. my stomach was less thrilled with that decision upon my waking up the following morning. Not happy. So... I think I just have to agree with the consensus that I just have to give up Taco Bell.
1: I tried to tell her. I tried you to did. tell her.
0: You did like so many other people. <laughs> we like, why are you doing this to your body? Like, geez. And I'm like,
1: what did Taco Bell do to deserve your purchase?
0: I'm just gonna tell you, those cheesy fiesta potatoes are a big deal. They are that's that's really it. But now I found a new fix. Um, can we can we shout out companies on here?
1: if you want to I'll tell you
0: i'll tell you my latest um infatuation it is fully loaded <laughs> our producer just asked are they paying us no they're not they're not paying us uh esteban the producer um it's so um fully loaded mke it's a french fry food truck on 59th and north ave right outside of AutoZone, and i get the cheese fries With shrimp, chicken, and steak, and a little sour cream, and a little ranch. And it's amazing. It's life-changing. And it's owned by a Black man with dreads.
1: Sign me up.
0: Sign you up. So, yes. And now he started to get into funnel cakes. So, he makes funnel cakes as well. Okay. True story. Before we get into our guest. The first day I'd come upon his truck. Everybody knows I love cheese fries. And I had a photo shoot coming up. And I wanted Wendy's cheese fries in the photo shoot because I love cheese fries. And I know Wendy's, Wendy's is with the games. You remember a couple of years ago, they came out with a mixtape. So I knew that if I had put them in a photo shoot, they would probably tweet us, whatever. And somebody was like, no, 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 you gotta go to the food truck over there. So I went to the food truck. I went at like four o'clock that afternoon, got a hankering for fries at 11 PM, DM'd him, and was like, you still at the spot or you somewhere else? And he was like, I'm on Water Street. Y'all, I had never been to Water Street after dark. That's a whole different place. I wasn't ready for that either. (laughs) (laughs) That was too much excitement for me. I was like, why are there so many people?
1: It's too much stimuli.
0: Too much stimuli. I'm so basic. Like, I think the fact that I watch 60 Minutes on Sundays, which is true story, Don't call me from six to seven because I love my 60 minutes. But also don't call me during the week in the mornings, one, because I'm at work. But two, because I like to listen to Matlock and in the heat of the night. (laughs) Those are my shows. And I cackle so loud. That shows you where my level of stimuli should be. Like if I'm laughing at Matlock, I shouldn't be on Water Street after dark. Man, you round that out with a little hot boy, Chuck Norris, little Walker, Texas Ranger.
1: Oh, my gosh. Those those are the classics.
0: The way he be doing them high kicks and them Wranglers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Speaking of guys and Wranglers, let's introduce our guests. (laughs) (laughs) All our transition is awkward. (laughs) That's awesome. I want to introduce longtime friend, longtime friend, and. Poet and writer extraordinaire, Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Matthew Gutierrez. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. No problem, man. Like,
1: it's funny because this blows my mind. Like, reading this book blew my mind. Reading, (laughs) Reading notes I wrote along the way. Because when I first met Matt, he, I knew nothing about Matthew the writer. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, so uh, maybe do you want to start? Like, you want to give people a an introduction into who you are before I tell you where I met, where I tell the group where I met you from? Cause,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 Bayview, yeah, yeah. Baby, baby <laughs> High School, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, back then, that's because I, I would do writing, but I wasn't, uh, that story goes, uh, I would write, but I didn't really think of myself as a writer, and I also wasn't um, putting it out, or I never thought about putting it out. It's almost like sometimes when people think about like journaling, and, and I would just write, and I thought they were just more like thoughts in my head, and well, they are, and things that I would think, and um, but I never really thought until about I want to say about three, going on four years now, I thought to myself, you know, because I, I have a large collection. I was like, I should just start trying to put this out. You know, I was like, it was just sitting on my phone, sitting in my computer. And I, I was just like, you know what? I should start to uh, work on this stuff. So I have a lot of things. I mean, they go back to even before I, yeah, I met you, but when I met you, so it goes way back. Uh, in this book, some of these are actually, a uh, majority are, I started with older ones and there's some newer ones that are probably like more recent from a few years ago. But yeah, majority of these are my guys probably from back you ask, 10, 15 years ago, maybe more, but, and then I just kind of transferred them. and started to put it into more of like a poetry form and then give it like a title. Otherwise, yeah, these were just thoughts that would kind of go through my mind and then I would just write them in my phone into the notes section. Old school. I met Matt,
1: he used to work with my wife. And was that at Bayview?
2: Bayview High School or Fritchie before that? Was it, she it was Fritchie? Fritchie. It was Fritchie. Oh, man, that's a long time ago. That's like yeah, five so now.
1: He yeah. was working with him in the after-school program. And she used to do programming with young ladies, correct? That's about 14 years ago, man. Yeah, yeah. Ago. It was super long ago. Yeah. And then I, I worked with Matt at Bayview in the summer CLC program for a year yeah. for summer. And that was right before I got into nonprofits. It was like, like I, just, I literally just finished doing that. And then my mom got introduced to the group that did the gardening and the rest of this kind of history. But I remember like me and Matt really trying to supervise these kids and going to Bay Beach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember that stuff.
1: <laughs> They yeah. Play played kickball with the kids, and uh, that was the year where I think Fritchie came, came. so we were first working with uh, high schoolers, and then younger kids started coming in, and we had to balance both of, the, both of those things together. It was a real interesting experience, but we had a blast, man.
2: We had a blast, and we've been cool ever since, so... Yeah, that's when uh, Fritzy and Baby combined. combine. We kind of had to shift over. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't oh, know wow.
1: you were. Uh, I didn't know you was having stuff in the stash back then.
2: <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever put it out. I didn't think about that back then. You know, and that goes along the lines of a different conversation where uh, you know I've talked to people before, and you can kind of get on the subject of um, even young kids today that that I work with or kids that you know you know, everybody's got a talent. The thing is, is, um, you know, sometimes these kids don't realize they have a talent or think they're any good at something. And you'll be like, wow, that's like a great drawing. You should like totally go to art school, but you know, they have nobody to kind of sometimes to guide them and show them and say, Hey, you know what? That's really good. And that's, I guess in a sense, I wasn't, I didn't have that. So I wasn't thinking that either. Like, Oh, you know, nobody ever said, wow, that's, that's good writing. You should kind of try to publish that or be a writer. I just thought I was just writing my thoughts, you know. It took a while. That's why the story took so long, man. That's why at the tender age of 40, man, I just published that because it takes a while, you know what I mean, to, for me to have found the idea that, oh, yeah, I should write and put this out. No, I could be a writer. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that when I was younger, man. You know, we were working in education, just, you know, just doing that. Yeah. I'm glad though. You know, um, I did some studying in college when I was an undergrad, I had a minor in creative writing. So I was still kind of fiddling with it and kind of working with it, but I still, even while taking those classes, wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to write a book or put this out. But yeah, that's another topic i like to touch on. You know, if you see, we see kids, young people who have a talent and they may not even recognize and sometimes we can help guide them. that's what I try to do at work now, you know, like, hey, you should definitely get into that more. It's pretty good.
0: You and I actually met around the time I first started um, Imagine, and it was screenplay. Tiramisu, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's short. The short, the short play uh, script, yeah.
0: That I thought was really good. I was trying to explain it to Antoine and totally butchered it. So let's talk a little bit about the journey to writing that short and what the synopsis is of it. And then let's Let's transition into talking about Whoa. notes I wrote along the way.
2: Yeah, okay. So most of the scripts I write are, are have an idea, but this one was different, um, almost in a weird sense. i try trying to make the story, story short. Uh, it's somebody I know um, that I met actually a few years ago. Oddly enough, I, I saw uh, the person at Collectivo and then I saw him a few hours later at another farmer's market or another outing. It's almost one of those things where it's like, I mean, I remember talking to her about it, like, where you're supposed to kind of meet somebody and run into them. And uh, and I would see her a few more times and then uh, somehow we started talking about scripts and she's like, you know, I always wanted to write a story. Um, but t- yeah, Masu is actually based on her life. So it's, it is a true story. Um, I, I want to say the husband in the story committed suicide about three years now. And it's called Tiramisu because um, they once had a conversation at a restaurant after a movie they saw. And it was about life after death. And she was kind of more of a firm believer in the afterlife and he wasn't. And so he finally at one point was like, OK, fine. He's like, well, how am I going to know it's you? I don't know if I explain it to you, but he says, how am I going to know it's you? Like, what if we run into each other in the next life and I don't I don't even know it's you? And he's like, well, let's have a code word and it just so happened they were eating tiramisu so that was they're gonna be the cold word for if they see each other in the next life you know so it's kind of like this love story but yeah in the end he unfortunately took his own life uh you know and then it kind of deals with many things like the fact that he uh didn't want to really go for therapy because one of the worries and concerns and i think it's just a touchy topic for everybody in America in general. He didn't want to run up medical bills, right? And I think that's too much of a hot topic in general. So that's why I thought it would make a nice top, you know, storyline in the script. Some people don't go get help because they can't afford it And healthcare. Uh, She saw saw a therapist about three or four times before his insurance, they gave her like four sessions and that was it. She stopped going because she couldn't afford it. But it's just like this whole like, wow, you know, those are real issues we have in general in society, healthcare. People have to basically choose racking up a high amount of debt or, or you know, not living. It's, it's kind of crazy, but that's another storyline that's in there. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, I just mm-hmm. felt like reading it, I could see it. Like I felt emotionally connected to it. Chiramisu is also one of my favorite desserts. Like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's been um, changed a little bit, but I, I had plans to hopefully and I still want to make into a to be about a 20 minute film, but then COVID hit. So that kind of put everything on the back shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that survived that, you know, going into the book, the book survived COVID because it was just me in the book. Otherwise if I had to do things with other people, it wouldn't have, Survive. But uh, I had that conversation, too. I guess I'm going to segue into the book. I don't know if we were done with the script. but, but No, I mean, I was getting ready okay. to segue into
0: the book. So go for it. Okay.
2: But COVID kind of came around. And it was actually uh, not a, I mean, it's it's a bad thing, COVID. But having the lockdown and the time, you know, I just used those 90 days. I even wrote another long, you know, 110-page script. I mean, and I was working on this book. it had a lot of time to sit and uh, just do that because of that, you know, what are we, 90-day lockdown at first? Like, wow. Yeah. And then nothing was open during the summer. So I had, like, all of a sudden, all this time to concentrate on just this. And so, in a sense, it was uh, a little bit positive for me for, in that aspect. But, yeah, I don't want to say, like, the whole situation with it is obviously bad. Notes the <laughs> Notes I Wrote Along the <laughs> Way is
0: the name of the book by our guest, Matthew Gutierrez. I was I was not ready. I was not <laughs> ready. I was well, not first,
1: ready. First, first, let's talk about one cool aspect of the book, which is yep. that you have poems in both
2: English and Spanish.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I that uh, goes along the way. If I had some help, obviously I'm not the best. It wouldn't turn out as great and wonderful without, uh, I have a friend who used to be a co-worker, Jamilka Hernandez, she helped with translation. Um, she's actually working on the second book translation now, but when I first thought of it, I thought of it like this, um, you know, I grew up on the South side of Milwaukee and I work in a bilingual school. And so at one point it dawned upon me, like there's a lot of people I know that probably won't really be able to understand it or, um, connect to it as well in English. And, you know, they would connect better if it was in Spanish. And some people I know don't even really know English or a lot of English, So I wanted to make sure that it was, uh, you know, people I grew up with and people I, you know, work with and families I've met through work and, you know, just being on the South Side, I wanted to make sure that they could uh, also enjoy it. So, and I I know they can fully enjoy it better, you know, in Spanish. So that's why. Plus, I, you know, I'm I'm working on getting better and learning even through this process some more Spanish. But I think, especially uh, when you write a love poem, it definitely probably sounds a lot better in Spanish. <laughs> sounds <laughs> good in right? English.
0: It sounds good
2: in English in too. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: English. English was English was yeah.
2: good. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, so I think there's an elephant in this room here. Elephant. Where we got this book and we came in thinking this was gonna be about
0: that it was going to be about notes you wrote along the way and so (laughs) i just thought random life musings and so like i i'm just gonna say it on this on this here podcast because this is you know black imagination and antoine and i can do that i i decided to make this a self-care day to read this book and so i knew we had to prepare for your interview i had some time after work and i was like i'm gonna light some candles (laughs) bath. I'm going to, you know, blow up my bath pillow, grab some wine. And I got to poem number two, lustful biology. And I was like, (laughs) this is not, what is my boy Matt doing here?
1: What is this?
2: Yeah, that
0: was, I, I was just like, oh my, I was clutching my imaginary pearls. It's like, I, I was not ready for that.
1: <laughs> then, yeah, then, yeah. then that's just where it starts you know that's just where uh, it starts th- then it gets it gets to some interesting stuff you know whether it's uh <laughs> what was this one called it was it had sex sexual tension right?
0: sexual tension which is really on the nose like really yeah. on the nose there
1: yes there's one is it piercing together Piercing the other yeah yeah, that one was a nice one. I'm very
0: I'm very uh prone to blushing. And so I just I remember as I was trying to work through the book just saying a lot of oh dear, oh dear, oh oh dear, let me
2: let
0: me put this down and I will come back to this because this aside from perhaps my own immaturity and like, I thought that this book, was well-written. I loved the aspect of um, it being bilingual as well. And I really didn't know. So after I read Lustful Biology, I was like, let me read the back of this book and see what I'm what I'm supposed to be reading, because (laughs) I just sort of just dove in. Um, But it touches on some other some other things. And I think some things that we some human emotions and experiences and emotional experiences that we all experience, but I think that were heightened for us during COVID. So I guess maybe that's my first question. Um, What was the inspiration behind the book? And did you find that there was a heightening of these emotions and these things that you discuss, that you write about in the book during COVID?
2: Um. Yeah, yeah, the inspiration. I just, like I was saying before, I have a lot of uh, poetry backlog because I was doing it so long. And, and you know, I referred to it as notes because obviously it was in the note sections of my phone. So I just was like, oh, taking notes. But life is a journey. So it's, you know, notes to take along the way. Uh, some of it was, yeah, biology. It was sexual. It was, uh, I mean, sometimes it would just be like, uh, you know, I might not even... You know, I've got somewhere. I don't even know the person. I might just see like this hot, hot, you know, lady at at a at a bar or restaurant, and I'm I've never talked to her, or seen her, but all of a sudden it just sparks your imagination and your mind going wild, uh, and that's kind of where some of that comes from. Um, I think you know, going through every poem, I, you know, and I realized this not even too long ago myself, but even when I'm editing and going back and going over them, or if I even read one right now, it's almost like reliving this moment or this, what had happened, or it's like going through it again and again. And so I think it was not too long ago, I was going to read a poem that was one of the more sad ones or more of the like letting go ones. And I was thought to myself, I don't want to read that (laughs) because I just didn't want to go down that road again because you have, you know, you have, I have to relive it again. I have to think about, and everything that, you know, sparked it or was, you know, the reason behind it, the muse, uh, all comes back. So if it's people, if it's feelings, if it's anything, you know, regret or letting go or broken hearted, all that stuff uh, comes back by just reading it again. So when I'm working on it, it's like I'm reliving them again. Yeah. It's, it's like all the emotions come back and everything, and which then can linger even longer. But it's part of the process and part of what I have to do. But yeah, sometimes, especially some of the more sadder ones, I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to read that right now. Or I don't feel like working on that one right now. It takes you back, definitely, for sure.
1: Were these poems put in, could you describe like the sequence? Just because like after connecting comes after company wanted. And I wondered, was
2: that like on purpose, like or or alphabetically? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um I was trying to find that one. The company wanted, and I don't know which one, the soul searching the company or connecting?
0: Was actually one of my favorites.
2: No, company
1: wanting comes first, and then the okay. poem right after is connecting.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: thing, like when I was looking at them, they seemed like they were two parts of the same story. Or not necessarily two parts, but two characters could have continued. Yeah. To, uh, it
2: was improv- the next, next chapter in their story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Not not so much that, you know, i go back to this book. When, when I first started uh, this book, I had it at 200 poems. Um, then I got it down to 100. Then I got to 75 and then I got to, there's only 50 in this book. So I've told a few people jokingly that this is, I, I like to call this like my Drake mixtape, right? So, um, my next book, I'm going to make it longer, and I'm hoping to catch my, you know, Cash Money Records label. (laughs) So, (laughs) catch a bigger label, you know. This was sort of like my Drake mixtape. Just try to catch the eye of, you know, bigger label, and then hopefully get signed. And, but I am, I'm trying to get a bigger publisher for for my next book, and it's going to be, you know, a little longer. But this one, I yeah, and then I just kind of wanted to make sure when I was picking out the poems that there was a sample of whether it's the darkness or the insanity or the sexual or letting go, or just being in love. I wanted to make sure though, that this kind of had a representation of all those feelings and emotions. And, you know, I didn't want to make it all one piece, but I didn't, as far as sequences making them, um, no, I never thought about that, I guess, when I was putting it together. I didn't think about what you just said, but I guess it, 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 it kind of makes sense now that you said it. I didn't even think about that before, but I didn't intentionally do that, no. Um, but maybe I will in the next one, now that you said it. I'll have to keep that in mind, man. Sure it, sounds, you know. it sounds like you made a, a
1: charcuterie board of moods on paper. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a
2: yeah, different things went into it. Like I said, just what it was going to look like um, because... Like, even when I try to get a bigger publisher for my second book, definitely gonna send them this one. You know, so they have now, it's almost like a walking resume is how I looked at it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's one that they can look at. All right, this is what it looks like. This is what it's gonna be. But I like it the way you can, uh, I'm gonna have to remember that for the next one though. I may have to try to strategize that, making the, them go and feel like they connect or they belong together. Almost like it's like one entire long story, but it's not like if they could just mash together in a sense that sounds actually good thank you antoine oh gang gang bro you are a spark you already know. <laughs> so how can people
1: find this book how can they get a copy of the um, book that you left along the way
2: <laughs> yeah you know you know and also the thing about the book too is uh you know we all gotta go at some time man and i'm just hoping to leave something behind a little bit you know i think that's one thing i don't know if that's like what we all try to think about or do i don't know if that's in everybody's mind but you know hey man when i'm gone what am i gonna be are you gonna be remembered or thought about or somebody well here's all my thoughts and ideas and you know i had somebody once tell me about getting to know me and i just said hey just they could literally go on instagram and just read the poetry (laughs) you can get to know me through that because it is everything that's here is basically who i am and Makes me up. Um, Amazon and it's on Barnes and Nobles. um, Mm -hmm. Or I mean, I have copies that I can kind of hand out or get to get a hold of. But definitely, if you want to get it online, and and you're mm -hmm. selling them out the back of your trunk, that's that's right, man. People find
0: you. That's
2: right, man. I I pull up and park next to the CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could go on Instagram. Notes um, to poetry is my handle, or just my name. Matthew James underscore G uh, which, well, they're in the book but, you know, Matthew Gutierrez's Facebook. Should I shout out my number? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's your what, world. What, hey, I'm Jones. trying
2: to remember who was uh, shouting out what was that song again? Uh, oh, that was all Mike Jones. When yeah. he got- <laughs> <laughs> putting my number out there like that. Yeah, Putting me on the low. <laughs> you know,
0: what's interesting to me is that I met you believing you to be this one thing right so like this screenplay right right and then and knowing you you also wrote poetry but having not read any of it and so now after this interview after reading the book I'm like Matt is just a writer like he can just he's just a writer like he he just writes it all is that a fair
2: like yeah that's actually uh I I was on I I like to kind of in a sense to say poet or, or screenwriter or whatever writer, I just like to say, I'm just a creative writer. Um, Cause these poems are just small stories or just creative short stories. Um, I, you know, I studied fiction. So I've got, you know, fiction, 15 page stories. I haven't done that in a long time though but everything is just a story. And I like to think I'm just a storyteller, a creative writer. Yeah. Cause the scripts are just, you know it's just a long poem. It's 100 pages instead of one page. Um, it's That's all it really is. It's just telling a story. And poetry is like basically the shortest form of telling a story, you know? Um, but I, I do, yeah. Now that you said that, I've I said that too before when people have asked. I feel the same way. I'm just a creative writer. Yeah. And I don't try to say, like, oh, I'm just a poet or, uh, but I will say, and I have described it as this too um, the poetry actually is something that um, I didn't really have to study to do. I just am more naturally able to do because that's just how my brain is thinking there, exactly how you read it. The, the, the screenplay, the script writing, I've, I've taken yeah classes and definitely have to improve and look up more studying, how to do this, how to do that. That's more of a technique that, um, my gosh, those scripts can be edited probably 10, 15 times, you know. Um, poetry not too much so I will say poetry is just probably the more and I do daily um, just because my mind is always thinking and going so it's actually on a daily thing or sometimes with script writing you know even if I'm not in the mood I'll be like you know I got to sit down in front of the computer and do some pages because um, I just I guess poetry is something I'm more always in the mood to do it's just life you know I think that's all it is my brain likes to think about life a lot so that's where this comes from
0: Okay, one more question from me. I'm curious, if you had to describe your current mood right now using one of the titles of one of the poems in the book, what would it be? What is your mood today?
2: If I had to use? um... You know, I guess I would go page 46. And the only reason I say a future unwanted is just because I'm actually in the process of I sold my home and moving. So I feel like I'm again in this change and this venture of moving on. So I'm more in a moving on type of mood because I've been in this house about three years and I literally have to be out tomorrow. So I sold it. I'm on a new adventure, something new. But um, also a positive, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on a positive, I always like to think I'm on a positive, I hope so. But um, just like even appreciation um, because, or no, enjoy the moment if I go to page 70, you know, and I know this one talks about like a relationship, but it's also about enjoying the moment, just in life um, and where we're at sometimes, you know, I think I have to do more of that in general, but, so I'm just trying to enjoy this moment, I'm trying not to think too far ahead. That was my choice to enjoy the moment. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't want to be like, yo, I'm in a like a lustful biology mood, because then I'd be like, we gotta end this. (laughs) Who are some of your favorite Milwaukee based artists? Oh, yes, yes. Well, you know, you gotta give a shout out to Nicole, right? Always gotta do this great. La Love Nikki, mama. DJ, La Bama. Yeah, <laughs> you guys had that discussion, I think, last time. Mm-hmm. Before COVID, no studios. Definitely. Um, and I packed some of my books away or I'd show you my books. And you are going to be Carmen, for sure. Um, i get you her last name, but uh, she is a uh, Latina poet. And I think she's hopefully going to be doing some reading at um, Sokolo we're supposed to be having a nice poetry night at so next month in June. So we're putting that together, put that out. So hopefully you'll see some, but yeah. Um, and I know like Nikki likes to think she's more of an artist, but when she reads the poetry, it's good poetry, mm-hmm. I think. And so she likes to think she's just like, actually not even an artist, she's like photography. I'm like, what well, you're good at art and you're good at poetry. So I think she needs a whole title that just kind of wraps all that into one. Mm-hmm. You're great at painting. What are you talking about? Photography is your best thing. And there's good poetry. But uh, yes, I met Carmen. Maybe she could take the pictures for Thirst Trap for the Arts. Yes. Nikki.
1: Yes.
2: Thirstrap. I know. If she's not like out in New York or all over the world or whatever she's at now. That's true. Keep up with her life story, right? Mm-hmm. Can we follow her now through social media? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, Carmen, um, of course, uh, we have our lovely Wisconsin, um, Miss Kelly there, our Wisconsin poet laureate. Um, she's obviously the top draw. She's the great one, but I would say definitely I'm hoping to get some of these in and we can have some more poetry this summer and get these people talking, you know, I think, and that's why I think when you sent me that email, uh, Canita, there that i what you're talking about having a gathering i'm sure there are more people and there's more poets i don't even know about same thing with the screenwriting i know that's more what your email was about but i think sometimes you know especially it'd be great for milwaukee if there were more gatherings that put these people together and kind of not in one room but just together and so you can kind of learn get to understand who's who there's a lot of hidden people out there i feel like Mm -hmm. city um and so we need to get them because all the names, yeah, that I would name are, are just well known and they're around. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are just uh, need to come out that are really good, you know, maybe need to put their name more in the forefront. Uh, I just started doing it. So, I mean, I actually book came out in October. So before that, I don't know if there was much about me either. So I appreciate you guys having me.
1: Huh, no problem. man. No problem at all. It's a, it's a great book of great poetry notes I wrote along the way Matthew Gutierrez my boy I appreciate you I really appreciate you coming this is a good book it was a it was a book where you were excited to get to another page
2: that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. I appreciate that man thank you no problem thank you very much no problem. I'm glad you enjoyed it
1: thank you so much Matt for joining us and we will talk to you later Thanks for listening to Black Imagination with Kanita and I. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE podcast network.
0: Be sure to subscribe and rate five stars because we are Black Excellent.
1: Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or on Facebook at Imagine MKE. Talk to you next time. Bye.